Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Interesting markets that we've seen just over the last two weeks, but this last week in itself has made for a very interesting ride. I had one describe it as a roller coaster and wondering if we were ever going to get a chance to jump off and try a different ride. Having said that, we've got higher fuel prices going on. Questions on the basis in the country. The description of, is the market broken right now? You can't buy, you can't sell. We've got... no going on advanced limits that aren't even being able to advance. They're stuck at that. For example, wheat at 75. We'll talk about all that a lot more today as Sean Hackett joins us. He is with Hackett Financial Advisors. And let's start out right there. Is the market or does it have that broken feel right now? Because we don't know which direction to go. It is broken. The buyers are afraid to buy because they're afraid, you know, that the market's going to crash tomorrow. They're going to be left holding the bag and in this and. And, uh, you know, the, the seller's the same way. It, it, it's the strangest thing that I've seen in a long, long time where, you know, you can't buy. There's no bid. Yet the futures market is telling you, you know, we have the, you know, biggest shortage in the history or one of the biggest shortages in, in recent history. Yet you can't find anyone in the country to give you a, a bid. And if they do, it's the wide open basis. So it's it's really a broken market because... We just don't have any transparency in what's really going on, what's how, what, what's the, what really is the situation, and you know, and, and, and there's a lot of money at risk if you're wrong, <laughs> as as those that are trapped in the wheat market are finding out. You know, it, it can be very painful, and everyone is just trying to cover their, you know, cover themselves risk wise, and so it's unfortunate that even if you're a farmer and you say I want to do something about this high price, many of my customers today said I, I can't even sell Sean if I want to. So, well, you know, that kind of leaves the put option market as your only option right now to try to do something to protect the downside price if you can't move your cash grain, you know? Well, and that's what I was going to ask you. I mean, it was very obvious. I, I talked to a, a grower this morning. He's like, I don't understand. We closed limit up yesterday, and it still says the limit is 75. And I said, I don't think it can go above that advanced limit. Is that is that kind of what you're hearing as well when it comes to the wheat? It can only get higher than that advanced limit when you get uh, into a, a deliverable, you know, when the front contract gets into the deliverable um, mode, where you know, then it could trade a dollar or higher. But but as long as it's, it's not in a deliverable contract against cash, um, you know, we're, we're kind of locked at that upper limit at that 75 up. And it's definitely making, like you said, for some interesting happenings out in the countryside, just trying to get stuff bought and sold. Yeah, it really is because you know everyone's like you know because everyone's looking at the 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 options right and they're saying well synthet like this morning synthetically it says the wheat market is two dollars higher right because you can kind of look how the options are trading the premiums and and back your way out and so we're up seventy five but you know is is it going to be up seventy five on on Sunday night again you know lots can happen maybe it won't you know, maybe there's a there's a ceasefire and it's limited so so the problem is it's freezing the cash market. Susan, it's just freezing it up, and it's making for a really difficult time uh, for the producer and for the end user to manage this. Um, it's really unfortunate. Um, and all I said, the only thing that I can see one that, that, that you know to do is to try to use paper at this point, call options and put options. Even though that's still not great because the volatility premiums have been blown out because of all the volatility. It's still the only way you can do anything right now to protect either upside or downside depending on what side you're at most exposed on 
Well, I think the million dollar question to Sean is how long are we going to see this roller coaster volatility go? And I think does it all depend on what happens right now with Russia and Ukraine? Well, we, we, we haven't reached that maximum worst case scenario in the mind of the market, meaning every day we wake up and the scenario looks like it's getting worse. It's like weather, right? Every time the drought, you know, in your drought cycle, every day is getting worse. It's getting worse until either the crop is can't get hurt anymore or the rains fall. And you say, well, that was the worst case scenario. We can move on. We haven't gotten to that point where the market feels it now knows what that is. And then, and then can take stock and barrel about what that means for the supply demand equation. Every day we wake up is, it looks like it's getting worse. And that means you're chasing, you know, you're chasing that worst case scenario. And that's not a comfortable place for the market to build any kind of transparency in the market right now. And that's the problem. And we won't, you know, when will we get that? I don't know. You know, it's, it's going to be event driven. And at some point, something's going to break that says that was the worst case scenario. Now we can try to figure out damage control. So what is your thoughts on basis in the country? Well, what it seems to me is it seems that the farmer correctly is looking at this windfall of price and saying, my goodness, I've never seen these prices this high before. You know, and I need to go out and sell. And I think if a farmer decided they wanted to sell everything they had or, or a good portion of what they had. And the reality is that the demand isn't there for it, Susan, right now. I mean, we have so much supply all coming at the same time that the buyer is saying, you know, I, I bought what I need. I, I bought more than I need. I, I, I can't, I can't buy anymore. So that's blowing out the basis, not only here, but up in Canada too. And that's usually bearish, meaning when the basis blows out and you're not getting bids, and, and even on a day like today, corn struggling to stay green, soybeans, you know, in the red most of the day, you know, it's telling you that the minute that the money problem, which is being uh, seen in the wheat market, meaning some massive, massive people trapped with margin calls, gets dealt with and we place some kind of a, a top and it turns down, you know, we could be looking at some serious red here on the futures market in a hurry. And I think you have to be very mindful of that. I know... You know, right now it looks like it's never going to end. It's going to keep going forever. But we know through our history, it could turn on a dime. And we have to be very careful about that and not let a gift horse, you know, stare, stare at you for too long. All right. Well, stick around, folks. we got a lot more coming up as we continue with the second half. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. At Fontenelle Hybrids, we understand there could be some tough decisions this spring when choosing seed for your farm. Fontenelle still has a good selection of Extendiflex soybeans with triple stack tolerance to dicamba, glyphosate, and glufosinate to handle your toughest weeds. Contact your local Fontenelle dealer about Extendiflex soybeans and ask about our locally proven corn hybrids too. Always follow IRM, grain marketing, and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label direct. VN. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Continuing our conversation this afternoon with Sean Hackett with Hackett Financial Advisors. And we were talking when we left about what was happening, basis in the country, et cetera. And, and I, it gets me thinking of what's going to happen as we cl- get closer to spring planting. We know in the south they're already getting ready to get those corn planters going and beans going. But input costs have continued to be high. Input costs continue to grow. And now we've seen another big jump Um 
in what we're seeing in these fuel prices, Sean. And that's just adds a whole nother layer to our to our grain producers trying to figure out how they're going to market in 2022. Once again, like we said in the, in the first part of the program, it's a moving target. You know, is this it? Is this the top? Once you know kind of what your upper boundary is, then you can then plan accordingly. You know, is it going to 150? Is it going to 200 like you hear, you know, some people say? The reality is nobody knows yet. And so trying to make a decision on what your profit and loss is going to be or what your break-even is going to be for next growing season when you have a, a situation, like it's, it's really, really difficult. But I do think... Um, the farmer is, a, generally speaking, an optimistic person. These prices, generally speaking, you know, are some of the best we've seen for this time of the year. And they might just take a shot at it that, 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 that these prices will alleviate later in the year and they can lock in a, a, high, pr- a, a high price and hopefully have a big yield and still make it work. You know, I, I have a sneaky suspicion, you know, they may go for it, all things considered. As you look at, and you kind of talked about a little bit on the front half, but these futures running ahead of the local markets, is that going to be a trend we're going to see in the next couple of weeks or months? Well, you can't have the futures market continuing to run up, run to the upside without without the cash market confirming that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so at mm-hmm. some point, you have to have the real demand um, in the in the market, or else you're going to cave the market in. Um, and the futures market will eventually give way to that. And that's what I'm saying is the second that wheat market stops trading lemon up and actually starts to trade down. And, you know, I think the futures markets can have to come back down and find out where is the real market right now? Where is the real buyer willing to step in? And, it, and I think it's considerably lower than we are right now. And, and, and I'm not sure many in the marketplace are, are, are ready for when that happens. And cash is king. And it's not giving a very good signal right now, and neither is the weather in South America. So, uh, you, t- you talk about South South America, and it just feels like trade with China, weather in South America, and weather in the U.S. have kind of gone kind of the side of the road at this point. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of like uh, COVID. Is there a virus out there? Do we have any problems with the virus? Like, we told no one even is even talking about it anymore. Everything is about Russia. This altercation. This invasion it seems like every other thing that was important to the market before now is like doesn't exist but it actually does matter (laughs) (laughs) it just doesn't matter right now that's why i'm saying is pay attention to those to that fundamental work going under the market that's being ignored because it will come back and be a driver in the market the minute that we feel we've traded the Russian invasion, and we will eventually get to that point, and then these other factors will be the driver, so don't lose sight of that. All right, we got to flip the screen and look at these, whether we want to or not, these livestock markets, and, and there is definitely a struggle going on here today, Sean, uh, with both the feed, I mean, just really, feeder cattle, lean hogs, and live cattle just did not have a good Friday trade. Her liquidation, her liquidation, her liquidation fears. I mean, when you're gunning the feed price up, and everyone sees that there's no end in sight. Um, you know, the market's going to worry about these animals coming to the marketplace instead of the, the producer feeding expensive feed. Um, on top of it, we talked about, you know, what is all these high energy prices and food prices doing? Is taking everyone's disposable income and it's reducing their buying power and shrinking how much they can spend on everything. And, you know, meat proteins are not necessarily the cheapest thing you can feed your family. 
And so people then worry about on top of it, we're going to have these extra animals coming to the market at a time when demand might block for a while. It's just the opposite side of the trade of grains is the heavy selling we've been seeing, you know, in the livestock group today, especially in cattle all week long. It's a tough, tough deal for them right now. Now, there is a flip side. You get you heard liquidate even more at some point. You know, you're going to reduce those animal feeding units even further. Like we already know, they're already low, and you're going to have yourself a 2013-14 style spike trade higher. But that, you know, that's not today. We got to work ourselves through this high feed price period before we get there. And right now, it's oh, I would say to livestock producers, there will be bounces. We will see a back off in the in the feed price, and when you do see a bounce in livestock, you know, make sure you. Do what you can to try to get some of those animals priced. Sean, what's the best way for folks to get a hold of you? Our website is Hackett, H-A-C-K-E-T-T, advisors.com. Lots of information on there, Susan, to give your listeners an idea of what we do to see if we could be of some value. All right. Thanks so much. That is a look at the Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local dealers right here on the Rural Radio Network.